welcome back to another episode of D-Pod. We have another BTS episode today behind the staff. And today we're going to be interviewing Genji Noguchi. Hello, Genji. Hello, hello, hello. hello. Welcome. Welcome to the studio here. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice. It's very nice up here. He came up and he was like, whoa, there's a lot of acoustic foam up here. Yeah, very, very professional. Very professional looking. Yeah. Try, trying to get you guys into the mood, you know, because we don't do this for a living. So it's kind of yeah, yeah. a bunch of amateurs podcasting. So yeah. We look like professionals, though. We're we look, we look the part. <laughs> we look awesome right now. Yeah. And then, you know, Neil Tongson said, I sound good on the mic, too. So thanks, oh, Neil. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I know you're listening to this. So, all right. So, um, all right. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about your story. Um, kind of. Okay. You know who, how you became the person you are today, um, especially spiritually, and so. But let's let's just start with some basic information, like who, like who are you? Um, you know, what what did you study in college? What do you do for a living? You know, some basic things. Sure. Yeah, we'll start um, service level. So my name is Kenji. Um, I am a programmer, so I do backend. I'm a backend engineer at Iterable, uh, which is a email marketing company. And I went to Berkeley. I went to UC Berkeley and I studied EECS, which is electrical engineering, computer science. So did a... It's like the most popular major, right? Or is it CS? No, I think it's CS. Oh, okay. And okay, then yeah, the, yeah. mine is like the, like, like the quote unquote exclusive, like major, slightly more exclusive College major. of engineering yeah, major yeah. version of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Yeah. It's like 300 of us. Um, and then you have to take like two electrical engineering courses mm. while you're there. Yeah, They're yeah, incredibly yeah. painful. I see, I see. Wouldn't recommend it. So those were those the only electrical engineering classes oh, you yeah. took? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. after that, it was all CS yeah. all the way. Like you can choose. You can choose a track that oh, okay, you want, yeah. but it's, yeah, I wouldn't, I'd never con- even considered going down that route. Okay, nice. And then you're a, I'm presuming you're a software engineer now. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I never, never yeah. looked back. So pe- people like go in, like me, like I didn't study software, like CS in college, but like, I became a software engineer later on. Yeah, but people don't go the other way usually. No. Yeah. No. Once you're once you're in CS, you 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 stay. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Um, and then tell us a little bit about like your your family of origin. Yeah. yeah. Um. Let's see. Okay. Sure. My mom is from Taiwan. Um. She moved. She moved to uh, Toronto to do her PhD. And then my dad is from Japan. So he is. Um. He's from like near Tokyo, and then he moved to Toronto as well to do his MBA. Um, and that's where they met. Yeah. So I was born in Toronto and then okay. I moved to New York when I was one. Got it. And then you have a, a brother. I have an older brother, five years. Five yeah. Years five older. years older. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was neat to meet them all at your wedding recently. So. Oh yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah you just yeah. saw them. Yeah. And Genji's, uh, yeah, Genji's married to Hina, which I think everyone listening to this would already know. So, um, so let's talk about, uh, then like your spiritual background. So, um, kind of what was that like? Did you grow up going to church or like, and like, how did you, how did that start for you? Yeah, so it's interesting. I never like even considered church growing up, um, which is kind of interesting because my mom actually my mom grew up going to church. My dad has has no background in in church, but my mom actually grew up going to church her, her whole life. But then she stopped going in in, in uh, college, I believe. And then for me, I grew up pretty much like yeah, like Christianity is just kind of this like fairy tale or or, or myth kind of. I I just didn't even I didn't even really consider it. Um, I went to like my dad would bring us like our whole family to Trinity Church during Christmas because he's like this huge classical music guy. So he would take us there to like listen to the mass, like the the choral, you know, mm-hmm. um, performances and like stuff. The arrangement, yeah, yeah, that he was appreciates it. the musicality. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, got it. Okay, so then, so then you didn't grow up going to church at all. Um, you just thought of maybe the Bible stories as kind of mythical things or fairy tales. Um, so how did you first start? 
like going to church then or get exposed to Christianity? Yeah. So it wasn't until I think it was the summer, summer before sophomore year of high school. So um, I had a friend. So I was, he was, uh, I really looked, looked up to this guy. So he was doing Science Olympiad just like me. He was kind of interested in startups um, just like me, at least during that time. And um, I really looked up to this guy. And then one day during that summer, he tells me like, hey, Genji, do you want to try? You want to come to church with me? It's my first time. And I want to learn about like Christian morals. I think that really interests me. And I was like, ah, I don't really want to go, but like, <laughs> sure, I guess. Like, you know, I look up to you, Christian Moore. If you're, if you're, if that's something you're into, I'll, I'll go with you. Turns out he wanted to date a girl, <laughs> which I found out six months later. Oh, there's a girl at church that he wanted. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, God can use anything. This has been the theme in some of these podcasts. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God can use use anything. And then he stopped going. They broke up. He stopped going. And then I just kept going all the way through high school. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Um, just briefly, you, you mentioned like you're interested in startups. What was that about? Yeah, I actually this it was this friend that got me really interested in startups. I I think for me it was it was always just like what is the coolest thing I can do with my life? That was like a theme all throughout high school. Like what is the most purposeful thing I can I can make of my life? And like for me it was like oh, like startups seem kind of cool. Like oh yeah, you can um I don't know, you can build a company and you can like like you know, really make make it make a difference. You know, if you make that right product that people like and, and you and they buy and, and you can make a difference in this world and, you know, you do that, you, you're, you know, you start off in like a living room with your, your buddies and you're coding like late in the night and like you got close friendships, you get, you change the world, you feel, you know, purposeful, you probably make some money as well from doing that. Like, mm. wow, it checks off all the boxes. Seems mm. like it's, it's like the best thing I could do with my life. Mm. And, so it's like the sense of mission, like, yeah. like accomplishing something, yeah, yeah. benefiting mankind. Yeah. Like, so, so that was the motivation behind the startup thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, so that's interesting because sometimes people are just in it for like, you know, I want to make it big. I want to go IPO. I mean, money I'm sure was part of, yeah. part of that. Small equation. slice, smaller okay. slice, but it was there. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and from what I know about your story that plays in later on, yeah. you know, with regards to kind of, well, you found out in something else, like the, yeah. the thing that was really going to meet that was through through church planting and yeah. and, and yeah. living for the gospel. So yeah. I, we'll get to that, I guess, later on. But, um, okay, so so you start going to church. Um, but, like, I don't know, like, maybe, do you have any, like, first impressions of when you went to church? Because like, that's always really strange for someone who has zero background to, like, enter into this completely new, new atmosphere. Like, I think those of us who grew up going to church don't quite appreciate that. But what, what were some of your first impressions? And, and then, like, why did you keep going? That's true. Actually, that was, it was pretty strange. It was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was kind of weird. I was like, for, I, I remember walking in and, and I think I came in late, you know, some things haven't changed. Uh, I walk in late and then, um, room was dark and there were some words on a projector screen and there, people are singing. Some people's hands are up. Some people are kind of swaying and I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing here right now? <laughs> um, yeah. That's yeah. Interesting. And then they're singing, they're singing. I didn't really think about the words. And the words were probably kind of like a little strange to me too, but I just remember thinking, this is kind of like karaoke, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. there's words and people are singing along. Yeah, they're so, all like singing together. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is kind of nice, I guess. <laughs> and then I remember prayer being kind of weird because, you know, like, okay, everyone's closing their eyes and praying and, and talking to God, I, I guess. And then 
I didn't know when to open my eyes and I was like kind of like looking sheepishly looking around. Oh no, my eyes still supposed to be closed. So then I looked back down again yeah. and <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a little weird. Yeah. 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 No, I distinctly, so, I mean, it's, it's weird even when you go to a different type of church or different denominations. Like I remember early on, like when my family started going to church, um, you know, like, you know, so usually I was in the Sunday school or the, the kids service, but then sometimes we join the adults and then the Presbyterian church I, I went to, like, at various moments, like, the whole congregation just stands and, like, knows to, like, recite something, and then they all sit back down, and there's no cues. Like, no one's saying, oh, you can be seated, or you can please stand up. Oh, like, interesting. Just, everyone just knows. So then, like, like vroom, everyone stands up. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so I stand up, like, a little bit late, and I'm like, and everyone's like, vroom, and they sit down. I'm like, I'm the only one standing. Oh, <laughs> sit back down. Right? So there's just a lot of things about church life that I think we take for granted and that's just really hard for that's true like a, a yeah. new person coming in that's either not used to your church or or especially if you're not a believer oh, and yeah. you've not been ex- exposed to that at all like how are you supposed to so so it's always like oh, almost a miracle for me when like uh someone visits and and they actually like have a good time and i, I try to be very cognizant of the fact that like it's really weird yeah. like especially your f- first few times coming to church so so then so you had that but like so h- what kept you coming then and then you you know your your i guess your friend was coming with you during that yeah my friend okay. my yeah, friend yeah. would come with me yeah, actually yeah. he um he lived further away so so it was closer for me and then my parents would drop me off they would drive me to, to it was in flushing flushing queens and then they dropped me off um you know part of it was habit i'm kind of i realize i've i've kind of realized i'm i'm just kind of a habit keeping guys. So I just kind of kept going out of, you know, just the weekly rhythm. Um, that was like the sort of shallow reason. And then, you know, people were nice and, and they're friendly. So then, you know, I just, I was, I kind of kept coming. Um, they would, you know, go to service, they'd eat lunch together afterwards. And sometimes they hang out at the pastor's house and they'd play video games or something. So, uh, it was nice, but I think there were, yeah, there were some like deeper reasons, I guess that, that I think subconsciously, like they kept me going to this church. Um, I think one reason was just the the fear of death. And I think DP, you were talking about this like in your first podcast or something, but like, I remember like very distinctly in ninth grade starting then I would just like lie awake in bed and just like, there's no way I can really like, like there's a chance I can just close my eyes right now and like, you know, and not wake up. Yeah. Not wake up. Consciousness is gone. Yeah. Like there's like, there's a me and that me would just be like no longer. Mm. And I, I couldn't, I just couldn't comprehend that fact. Mm. And I would just lie awake in bed, like, you know, 15, 30 minutes, just like, man, like, is this really, like, really, am I just going to die? And that's going to happen. Then no, like, no, there must be something more like no way. But I had no, I had no answers. Mm. And then, you know, like a year later church. And then I remember kind of slightly connecting the dots, like, okay, maybe, maybe church can be some, some heaven ticket for me. Mm. Um, not that it is. I think I, that's 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 not what Christianity is. But I think at that at that time, I did. That's just that's what I thought. How you viewed it, yeah, yeah. And, and and you know the whole thing about death. Like I think sometimes I I forget like how much actually um uh, what I would call how much exist, existential angst I I used to have like on a daily basis. Kind of like what is life for? What what am I doing? Like if I'm gonna die, what's what's the point of any of this? And like just feeling like. Uh, like like icky about life and um i i I kind of sometimes take for granted that i don't feel that anymore i feel a lot of peace about like the fact that i'm alive and i know where i'm going and like i mean yeah i mean in the best of my moments i i'm I'm so like i'm so looking forward to heaven in the worst of my moments you know i I, i'm still very earthly you know in my thinking but um i i do think that one of the things that christianity has resolved for me is 
is like I, I know what my end is and so that I don't have that angst anymore that I used to have. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that that has like totally just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um and I think every time I like tell that story of like, you know, how I how I started going to church and like um like why I stayed, like that that reminds me of of what that used to be like and and how terrifying that was, mm-hmm. you know? And like, man, I'm so thankful that that yeah, that that through Jesus that, that has been totally resolved. Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of our heart in, in kind of trying to meet people on campuses and, and talk to people about spiritual things is to try to awaken that in people. Right. And yeah. cause I think the reality is that it's so uncomfortable that people find ways to not, not think about it. And, um, you know, and I think ultimately that's, that's really dangerous for them. Right. Like from, from a eternal perspective, like they need to think about these things and, and they need to, um, ha- answer that for themselves. Yeah. And so, so part of, the way that I see myself or I view myself in this world is I, I'm, I'm supposed to be a, a person who, who brings that to light and, and enables people to have that conversation so that they can seek the truth and hopefully find the gospel through that. So, yeah. Yeah. I remember like in Berk back in Berkeley, I was meeting with, you know, a couple of students and like, yeah, like one person shared that they, they had that exact experience. Like they would lie awake in bed and they just were terrified of what would happen. And man, I just felt so burdened for them. Like, like, man, like I went through that exact same thing and yeah. I know exactly what that feels like. And Jesus completely covers that. Like Jesus completely answers, um, you know, that fear. And, and that, I mean, that person didn't end up sticking around or like going to church ever, but yeah, I remember feeling just so burdened, like, man, like you, you need this gospel. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, from there, how, like, can you just describe for us, like how, how did you become Christian? Um, so you started going to church, so that's when you started, I guess, but when, when was that decision to become a follower of Jesus and, and how did that happen? Yeah. Um, I think that that happened in freshman year. Um, I believe it was of, no of college, of college. Of of college, college. Yeah. Okay. I believe it was November 7th, 2015. So I had started or I went to college kind of, you know, I, I had been going to church every week pretty much all throughout high school. And then I got to college and kind of was intending to keep going um, to church. And then I met someone from Grace Point, like my first day, like move in day. I just happened to meet him. Um, I think, or no, he ra- rather he met my roommate. My roommate introduced me. Uh, we were both looking for a church, so we went with him. Um, and um, that first semester, man, like I pretty much just like I was. I, I think something happened like during that time. Like just the circumstances of that of that time just made it so that I was I was actually really open. And I think all throughout high school, I had not really thought about like you know, is this Christianity thing true? I just kind of like clung to it like a safety blanket, but I had not really thought about it and wrestled with it. Like, is this really true? Um, until, until that first semester, uh, of fall. So that first semester I like, you know, read course one one, or I did course one one with that, with that guy that I met actually course one one being, I don't know. Have you talked about that on this podcast? You yeah. Might, I think you people, have. people have mentioned it. Yeah. 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 So I did, I did course one one. I think some, some highlights were like, um, I think just learning that like sin is, sin is not just like these wrong deeds that I do, but sin is like against a personal, like a real personal God. Like there's a, there's a God on the other side of, you know, these things that I do that I regret. And like, I don't know, that was kind of shocking to me. I was like, Oh, oh shoot. Like, you know, like, like really, like there's God and he, he actually sees what I'm doing and he actually like is offended by what I'm doing. Like, Oh shoot, I need to do something about that. So I think that was, that was like kind of the starting point, like from course 101 um, started there. And then, yeah, I guess it went to, I think it really, everything really clicked together for me Thanksgiving of my freshman year. 
Mm. Yeah. So Thanksgiving, um, I was kind of at that moment, I was kind of at a crossroads between like, you know, I, I, I mentioned startups. I, I really wanted to just, you know, pursue that, you know, pursue startups. Um, but on the other hand, I was kind of coming to our church and, and seeing our church staff and like the life that they lived and, um, that, that, so during that Thanksgiving, we had a retreat called Thanksgiving retreat. And the theme of that year's retreat was church planting. And so the, the main content of that retreat was just like all these videos, uh, one after the other of like how the, the church plants that our church had gotten started. Right. And it was, it was this picture of like 10 staff who, who volunteered, they signed up and then they picked up and they, they moved, um, like crazy enough. And, and like, it was a really painful move because, you know, they're leaving all their closest friends and, um, behind, um, uh, but they were doing this for the sake of the gospel. And I think like we were talking about like meeting a purpose prior. And I think like I, I saw that and I was, I just, the thought kind of clicked like, or like it kind of clicked for me, like, oh, like this is, this is the type of thing or like the gospel is the type of thing that would cause people to do something like this. Mm. Right. The gospel is like that worth it. And that like that people would put down their whole lives for this thing. Mm. Um, and the gospel, I, I, I saw the gospel also being played out or I was learning about it in course 101 and, and like, you know, there's like sin is real and, and that's why Jesus had to come and die mm. for our sins. So we can give, so we can be forgiven and have eternal life. Um, so I was learning about the gospel. I was seeing the gospel getting played out in people's lives through the older staff. Um, and like seeing just the beautiful lives that they lived, like as a response to the gospel, you know, being faithful to one another and like loving one another and, and caring about one another and being each other's lives. And then seeing, you know, that picture of church planting and, and yeah. people really turning their whole lives around to, in response to the gospel and bringing the gospel to more people. Mm. And like, it all clicked right there, like at that retreat. And I was like, man, like my life is like, what am I doing with my life? My mm. life is, is currently like I'm pouring out my whole life towards startups and building up my own life. And, and, and it's probably just money. And it's just like, it's, I just saw that it was hollow. Like really, like my life is going to be about myself and my money and my fame. Like mm. I just saw that that was not, that was not like, that was an improper picture. Like yeah. I, there was no way that that was God honoring. There was no way that was, yeah, I could I could not continue going into that direction. Yeah. And and even even you know if the the greatest of startups like you know the the contributions they make in in on earth are ultimately like temporary, right? Versus right. this picture of a church planting where um the the end goal is to save people into eternity, right? And right. and that's something that does last into eternity. So um yeah, and I so I see how like the different struggles that you were going through kind of coalesced around this time. So everything from uh, kind of your the fear and angst over death right um to your realization of your own sinfulness right and and kind of as you learned how the gospel resolved those things you realize not only does it resolve those kind of negative things but it also provides this really positive vision of of life of of something that's really purposeful and you can like give your all of yourself to this mission that actually matters and 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 it's going to last in eternity so so with that, you, you make a decision at the retreat or how, how I, I made the, I went home and I, I think I, I remember sitting at my desk and I wrote a prayer, mm. wrote a prayer down. And yeah, yeah just before God, it. you yeah. you're like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm going to follow you. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, really yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, um, so then what, what were some, um, you know, so after people become Christian, um, you know, a lot of times I think people have the experience of like having to take some steps of faith or, you know, God asks you like presents kind of different options um in front of you uh to take steps of faith like what 
what were some of those for you? Like, how, how did you start growing as a Christian um, after you became a Christian? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. I guess I just to just first, I think I think what was really cool right after I became Christian was was that whole startup ambition kind of just just went away overnight. Mm-hmm. It was just gone, and like because I think I, I I guess what it was was just insecurity, and it was like like yeah, what am I going to do? I have I must do something with my life, mm-hmm. like. Oh, maybe startups. Yeah, I'll, I'll do startups, and and I think like the gospel gave me a lot of peace in that, like, in in just just from like, just like I'm gonna follow Jesus, and that's what my life is gonna be about. Like mm. that that gave me such security and peace in that area. Um, I think that ambition totally just just went away. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, I guess it's being Christian is not just like it's not just daisies and rainbows and, and fun. <laughs> so yeah, I remember one yeah one 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 time it, I really had to struggle with that and like think about that was I guess junior year. Um, so two years later, um, that whole year we had our tr- whole church had this focus on like heroes of faith, right? Like, like fame people who in history have really given their lives to, to obey Jesus and like really, like really gave their whole lives to doing that. People like CT stud, people like Hudson Taylor um, who, yeah, went all the way out to China when that wasn't really a thing. He went to China um, and, like just gave himself to the Chinese people to, to bring the gospel to them. And I remember that, that year, like each Sunday, like message after message was thinking was just like, yeah, I guess I, I was constantly wrestling with that picture and like, man, like, yeah. Like, is it really so different? Are their lives really so different from, or like, are their circumstances so different from mine? Like I am a college student. They were it, it, for, for many of them, they were college students and was, was just thinking like, yeah, like how can I really give my whole life to, to serving the gospel? Like, how can I, how can I like take a step of faith to, to trust God? Yeah. I think I was wrestling with that all throughout junior year. Yeah. And I know that um, maybe one of the ways that um, that manifested for you was kind of, kind of something unique in your story uh, in, in college is that you went to Cambodia for a while. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. How, how long, yeah. how long was your time in Cambodia? Yeah. It was one month. Okay. One month. For one month. Yeah. So, yeah. so, uh, you know, a lot of people um, who I've interviewed already and, and myself personally too, like we've, we've done like short-term mission trips. It's usually like 10 days on the ground or something like that. Um, but, uh, so you went for a month, but you were also at life university, right? Uh, right yeah. Which is where we normally go for the, we have, we have a partnership with that, that school there. It's a Christian school. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about like how that decision came about? Like, um, why, why Cambodia and how, how did you get to that decision? And were there any obstacles along the way? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think, I mean, I, like what was on my mind was like, you know, man, I want to do something cool for God pretty much. Mm. And, uh, I have a friend named Philip, um, actually Stefan's younger brother. Yeah, yeah. And so uh-huh. he has, man, yeah, me and Philip go, we go way back. So, <laughs> um, yeah, he has, he has this thing, this cool thing that he does every year where he goes to Cambodia for the entire summer, like two and a half months. And he really has a heart for those people and those, you know, the students at that, at that school. And he would, he would just go every, every month. And, and then the thought kind of got planted in my mind, like, man, what? Like that'd be cool if I could go to Cambodia for, for the entire summer. Mm. Like, that'd be really neat. Like that sounds really scary, like for sure. But like, Oh, like that could be, that could be really cool. Um, I guess long story short, um, the internships didn't quite work out. Um, I ended up like, so my, my initial plan was, okay, like maybe I'll go for the whole summer and then I'll, I'll like, but then, you know, in my mind I was like, Oh, but then I won't have an internship that summer. And then my parents who aren't Christian, like they they would not be like happy about that if I f- like forfeit like one summer's internship to to go to Cambodia instead. And and then now I don't 
like, you know, I didn't make, I wouldn't have made money that summer. I wouldn't have job experience that summer. Um, and they would not be really happy about that. And so I had this brilliant idea of like taking off fall semester, doing an internship in fall semester. And maybe they'd say yes. Maybe they'd they'd be okay with that because I'd be like, you know what? Look, I have this internship lined up. Like, you know, things will be great. Like, you know, I'll have, I'll have enough money and like, I'll be able to graduate on time. And I was going to like present this whole case to them. Um, yeah, they, they were initially like, they weren't happy with that. Like the idea once I pitched it to them, Mm. but, um, they, they begrudgingly agreed and they were like, okay, sure. Like, you know, Mm. it's your, it's your life. You can go. Yeah. So, but I guess long story short, I ended up only going for a month because the internship like timelines didn't quite work out, Mm. but yeah. So, and the, was Philip there the entire time or something? Yeah. So yeah. Philip was there the whole summer. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. So, so, so you're in Cambodia. Um, maybe, you know, a bunch of our listeners probably ne- you know, never been to a Cambodian mission trip. So tell us yeah. a little bit about like, what, what is, what is it that you do there? Uh, how, how, how does that one month get kind of filled up? Yeah. So, so my one month was actually, it, it was basically two mission trips. So it was two, two week mission trips. So the first one was, and they were, they were very different. So the first one was, it was 62 of us, 62 people on that, you know, we all, you know, booked flights. We flew out, uh, to Cambodia. Um, and actually Kevin Huang from who, from, from Northwestern, he, he led that trip actually. So that was my first interaction with him. Um, what we did was we led chapels. So, well, okay, let me step back a little bit. So that, that school is broken down into different grade levels. There's a middle school. Um, there's a high school. Um, there's a university, which is, um, I believe it's a Christian university and then they have a international school. And so we would split up into those teams for each school. Um, we do chapels. So like, you know, lead some songs, lead some games and short message. Um, some of us taught English class. So we'd go in there with just, you know, standard English class. Um, some of us like, like there was this cool thing where, um, there was an English class for high school students where like basically the, 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 the like the actual teacher, was was a youth pastor and he he just told you know whoever was teaching that class like you know what whatever you do like as long as as it's in english like doesn't matter you can you can just as long as you're speaking english anything goes and so then they would just teach the gospel they would just teach bible like during that class so um yeah pretty much that yeah and and cambodia is a a country where there's very few christians very few yeah so for a lot of these students it's it's their first time hearing or yeah you know kind of yeah first time having a meaningful interaction i guess with yeah. the gospel yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah that's really neat um so what do you think was um like what, what was hard about cambodia like you know we were there for a month like wh- what was the most difficult thing or what were some difficult things yeah so i think so I, I mentioned how it was two mission trips pretty much and the first one was 62 people um huge it was like so loud all the time like the building we were in like we like our sort of home base of sorts like you know, it was full of supplies. We're always there. Like it was, it was loud all the way till like the late, like late in the night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was this moment where we all went to the airport together to drop off the team and me and Philip were both there. <laughs> and then, you know, they go through the doors and we're like, Oh, see you. Bye. And then, whew, and then it was quiet. And I was like, Oh shoot. I didn't think about this. <laughs> Everybody's gone. <laughs> it's just me and Philip. And, and I, I'm pretty, I'm, I think I'm not, not a very talkative guy, but I'm, I think I'm actually pretty extroverted. So mm. I get a lot of strength from people and man, I was like, wow, like it's, it's just quite, it just, I remember that those two weeks, like 
it was just really quiet. Yeah. For those like two Phillips weeks. is not like super talkative. Yeah. Well, Phillip, he can be, right? He but, can be, yeah, yeah. but more in groups. I think oh, when, I see, he's, I when it's just one on one, he's he's pretty quiet. Mm. That's so, funny. Yeah. So I was pretty. Yeah. I remember be, that time just like I was really lonely during that time. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, like what am I what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember to preach the gospel, silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. No, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, and I think that is that is the experience of. A lot of missionaries, I mean, I, I hear stories like that, you know, where you're out there and you're just, it's lonely, right? And yeah. there's plenty of people around you, but in, in some ways you feel really lonely because you know you're there for this mission and and, and you know the people around you don't see the world as you do. Mm. And, and and so it's sort of, and then, and then, and then maybe there's some FOMO going on because, you know, all your friends back home are, you know, they're together in Berkeley yeah. or whatever, but yeah. then, you know, here you are like doing a good, Thing and you know taking a step of faith but then the reality is like you feel lonely so yeah yeah and on top of that there was like stress different stresses like um like basically all those things i described of like you know chapel and teaching english and now you know the the team wasn't there anymore so I, it was just me i did i, I tried to do all of those things do all of it yeah, yeah so then <laughs> I, I i prepared so it was i was there for two weeks um and then the chapel like the the chapel teacher was like oh hey like you want to just um you know preach all the chapels for the next two weeks oh do you want to also lead praise for the next two weeks every <laughs> wow. day i'm like oh <laughs> i i guess I, I guess that's why i'm here but that was like my first time leading praise and stuff oh, so wow. yeah it was like super hot super sweaty i'd like you know i'd be like singing like struggling through one song i'm like sweating completely i'm like mm -hmm. sweated through my shirt mm -hmm. take off the guitar give this you know this this rocky message like 15 minutes mm -hmm. and put on the guitar onto my onto my sweaty shirt and <laughs> sing another song. Sing another song, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was a struggle. Wow. Oh, wow. So you led the chapel time every day. How many students are in that chapel time? Uh, I think it was like 20, 20 to 30. I was okay. in the international school. International so, school. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's neat. And these are like younger kids, right? Yeah. Middle, like middle school. Okay. Young high school. Got yeah. it. Okay. Oh, that's neat. And um, I know uh, people have like, um, sometimes they have health issues when they go to Cambodia because... Um, you know, it's oh. just different climate. Oh, different we're going there. Food. Um, oh, yeah. Did you? Were you okay? Or uh, so, I, I, I mean, you were there for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so they tell you not to eat the ice when you're there because the water is unclean. Uh. So the you can you can find bottled water, but the ice is they make with dirty water. Mm. Um, yeah, but we started just eating the ice. You know, because you want you just to, you just got to fit hot. in. It's you really know, hot. Yeah, it's really hot. Yeah, <laughs> you, and you got to just do live as the locals do. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that was that was one thing. But I think the the worst, the the lowest point for me, or what kind of yeah, what 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 threw everything off, or I guess my threw my body off was there's this one time where Philip had these two former students. And he he, so they they invited us to dinner, and they um I hope our listeners aren't aren't bothered by this, but they served dog curry, like dog curry, like well in, yeah. in Korean culture that that's a thing. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess in Cambodian culture too. Yeah, so yeah, they, yeah. they 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 uh -huh. grilled the like the meat. They grilled the meat, but then the curry was made out of the intestines and all this like oh, wow yeah so it, it tasted yeah it tasted really intense but and it was like okay but basically after that i i had you know my stomach was bad mm. pretty much like the whole like the entirety of the two weeks oh gosh yeah. yeah and i like it was like in the morning i would like wake up and like oh i need to go and i went and then like and i'm like kind of feeling kind of shaky and then um i just took like a i took like a like there's like this uh like caffeinated basically caffeinated Gatorade and I was like oh okay well I need to get through the day so I, I drank that yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I would you know get through at the night at nighttime I'm like oh I need to go again <laughs> went again 
in the morning I'd wake up and re- like rinse and repeat. And it, was, oh, it, was, it was just bad the whole time. <laughs> oh man, this is getting into TMI territory here, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but hey, this is the reality, right? Like, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. like, you know, maybe we don't talk about it, but like going to Cambodia, I mean, people do have health issues. And, yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, I, I experienced that in Cambodia. I experienced that in Thailand. So I don't do well with the heat. So oh, I remember we in Thailand, see. I got really sick. Um, so I was out for like half a day. Um, and I was, yeah, and I was, you know, and of course you try to push through. I mean, you're, you're there yeah. for a oh, limited yeah. time. Like you're going to just, just keep going. And then, you know, the, the missionary that I was working with, uh, there had to tell me like, oh, I think you should, I think you should go see the clinician. <laughs> like, you don't look good. <laughs> and I was like, oh really? Like, so yeah. You should, you should. And so then I, I got like, you know, I got some medicine and then I got better yeah. like a couple of days later, but yeah, definitely that's part of the, yeah, I don't know. For me, it was, it was all a part of kind of opening my mind to, like how privileged we are in the U.S. Oh, too, yeah. you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we take so many things for granted, and I don't know. Like, I find myself complaining about little things in my life, but like, no. I mean, I just remember, just remember, most of the world doesn't live with like the benefits that I have, you know. And yeah, oh yeah. Gosh, like, yeah, and just even basic expectations like health or running water, clean r- running water that you can drink, like yeah. tap, like, like what in the world, you know? Yeah, like, oh yeah. W- w- what did we do to deserve this, right? So yeah. I think yeah. all of that was really formative for me you know, as I went on on those mission trips. And so, yeah, it is yeah. just part of the experience. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hot showers. Oh yeah. Hot shower no, yeah. No hot showers. Yeah. No hot showers. Just, yeah. just, just, just whatever water comes out. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's brown. Don't yeah. think about it. Just yeah, don't just, think about just, it. And you got to wash up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, you know, kind of going to these uh, times where you're on mission, for God, uh, on mission for Jesus, like usually it's formative for people. So in what ways was it formative for you? Like what, wh- what do you think kind of, what did you get out of it? Like how did your heart change? Like what, what was kind of the result of that trip you think for yourself formatively? Yeah. Um, I think, I think there was definitely a heart, a heart shift. Um, after that, I mean, I think for sure I had to really fight against, you know, my desire for comfort. And I think the whole time I was like, I was kind of grumbly. I was mm. like, like, uh, oh, why do they do this? <laughs> yeah, like, this sucks. <laughs> my showers are, are cold. Yeah. Um, I'm like, yeah, my stomach is bad every yeah. day. Our weak American bodies. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And I was really, I was honestly, I was just so tired because I would stay up pretty much every night, like, trying to prepare for all, like, my class, my chapel, like, trying to practice praise and, and all that. And then I remember um, during that time, I think the um, the only thing, I think the only thing that really brought clarity and sanity for me was, was I was reading um, the gospel of Mark and, and John during that time. And like, it was nice that like, there's actually cafes in Cambodia. So then we would go and we'd, we'd go sit in a cafe for like, you know, a couple hours each day um, after school and, and just, you know, work. But then, and then I'd also read and man, those were, those were such sweet times. Mm. Yeah. Just reading, reading God's word and being reminded like, Oh yeah. Like that's why I'm here here to preach the gospel like oh jesus is real um his love is real his love for people his compassion for people is real like um like that's all true and i had to be reminded of that um and then also just that his love and compassion for me was real you know like i i remember like as i journaled as i thought about my life and, and my thoughts like man i'm still such a sinner i'm still broken like there's there's such brokenness and sin inside my soul and and yet like god is still letting me serve him and he's still letting me like continue and yeah, remembering that picture of like Peter, um, from, from, um, from the book of John and the very end of Peter where, where he is kind of gone back to fishing and he's on his boat and then 
someone's like, oh, look, it's Jesus over there. And, you know, without hesitation, he, he like dives into the water mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, like it's Jesus. It's, it's my master Jesus. I need to go and see him. I need to go and like come back to him. Even though, even though he's, he's kind of gone, he's taken so many steps back, you know, he denied Jesus three times. He had gone back to fishing even. Um, but without hesitation, when he was like, oh, that's Jesus. I love Jesus. I need to go follow him. Like, and Jesus accepts him, right? Yeah. Jesus restores him. And, yeah. and I, I remember like, like, yeah, I remember that lesson being implanted into my heart. Like, you know what? Like, I'm a sinner and I'm 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 broken in so many ways, but Jesus still he still loves me. He 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 forgives me and he gives me this he gives me ministry as a mercy mm. to um yeah, that just the fact that I get to do ministry is such a mercy. Yeah. 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 And and and, th- and then, you know, I, this picture of you guys um sitting in a Cambodian cafe, you know, um and re- reading the word of God and being reminded of who you are. Right, like I, that's such a sweet picture to me, and 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 kind of, and from there you you go and, you know, you could try to meet another person, befriend yeah, someone, right? Yeah. And, and and as I think about like, because because God gave us the the great commission, right? Like yeah. we're supposed to go and make disciples of all the nations, and 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 all the nations. I mean, I think that definitely involves going to places like Cambodia where the gospel yeah. isn't readily yeah. preached, right? And making ourselves available as God's hands and feet, like God. I'm just one person, but I'm going to go there and like wherever I am, there's a chance for the gospel to be preached. And I feel like, yeah. like that, that's the way that we need to see ourselves in the world, whether we're in Cambodia or whether we're in Hyde Park. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, yeah. cause I think that's true. true. Like here, like there's quote unquote, America's a Christian nation, but you know, it's not anymore. I mean, it has a lot of Christian roots for sure, but like people don't necessarily believe in the gospel. So, right. So then yeah. we get to be that, like that connection to the gospel and and sometimes in our relational circles maybe we're the only ones who have it yeah right yeah. and and so that's why we do dt still you know like we read god's word and i i get reminded of that like what am i here for why am i in chicago like it's not because i like chicago like i didn't even know where chicago was it would, i'm here because i want to preach the gospel to yeah to college students right and so um yeah just yeah. kind of thankful for that yeah. so um there was a student that you did um course with yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In, there was. In, this, yeah, can you tell us about that in Cambodia? Yeah, who was that? Yeah, yeah. There was this one guy named Colin, and I remember. I mean, I was like talking to all the guys in chapel and, and in my classes, and um, there's this one guy who who kind of showed some interest in 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 Christianity. Um, you know, as I as I would preach my messages and and like you know talk to people, he was kind of he seemed like he there was something there, and I ended up doing course one course one one with him, and then um, ended up going through chapter five. Um, with him and he actually made it became a Christian out there wow. and yeah, yeah. yeah he was an eighth grader um, yeah a guy from he was his parents are from China so but then they were doing business here in, Cam- in or in Cambodia and so he happened to be at that school and, and I just happened to be doing course one on with him and he yeah made a decision he was very clear like he just said like yeah I'm, I believe I'm a sinner and I believe this resurrection thing is real yeah yeah, yeah. How, how did you feel like wh- was that your first time leading someone to Christ or or like, or how, how did you feel like as that was happening? Yeah, I think that, that was, that was the first time. Um, I remember just thinking like, man, it's worth it. You know, like I feel at least like for like at that moment, like right there, I was like, man, it's worth it. Like, you know, I feel sweaty and tired and, mm. and nasty and, but yeah, it's worth it just for, for this one guy. It's worth it for me to be here. Um, it's worth it for me to teach chapel and do classes. Like, yeah, it's worth it for just this one, this one soul. Mm. Yeah. 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 I think like when you grasp like what's happening in that moment, 
like someone goes from spiritual death to spiritual life, right? Um, someone's name gets written in the book of life, you know, and, and angels rejoice and, 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 and suddenly that person becomes an enemy of God to a child of God. Yeah. And, yeah. um, yeah, I don't know. Like that, I, that doesn't get old for me. This is just that, that's why I think I fell in love with ministry. You know, that experience of leading people to that. And, and then also the experience of taking people who are already Christian, but, and helping them to understand the gospel deeper and deeper. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really, really thankful that you had that experience with that guy. Um, yeah, yeah. And, um, so, um, yeah, maybe like what, what's like, um, a takeaway kind of, if you had to summarize like a takeaway for yourself from, from that whole time in Cambodia, like, what would you say about that? I think the takeaway I'd, I'd have is maybe something like, like second Corinthians four, one, like, you know, um, uh, I don't remember the exact verse, but yeah, like, um, since, yeah, since like, what is it? We have having, this, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I learned that, I learned that ministry is a mercy and man, like that I got to, like, I didn't really do all that much. I just happened to be there, um, with Colin, you know, while he had to be open to Christianity during that time. Um, I, I don't know. I don't think I, I don't think my messages were, were any good and my praise leading was for sure was not good, but you know, like, um, I just happened to be there and man, I feel like God really worked a lot in my heart. He, he taught me a lot of lessons, both leading up to Cambodia and, and then, you know, while I was there and wrestling with, you know, my worldliness and comfort seeking. And, um, yeah, I think throughout all that time, you know, like, I think that was all a mercy from God that I got to experience that know sinner like me um someone who was so so far from god like just a couple of years prior and i got to be part of that for that special four weeks mm. um yeah that was that was really a mercy and i think i i actually come back to that experience pretty often whenever i feel discouraged like man like yeah god god really showed me a lot of mercy um through those four weeks and yeah like the verse says like i i can i can i can have a lot of hope just from like remembering that time and not lose heart as you know even as ministry is hard yeah all right well thanks for sharing about that um i wanted to kind of switch topics now to another place you went to all right so you know uh, we talked about cambodia but philadelphia all right so because philadelphia because you were a part of the church plant there last year oh yeah right so um yeah. um could you tell us a little bit about like you know so because you know well, you were how many years out of college when you so uh, two, two years two, two years, years out of college, my third year out of college, right? Yeah, so you yeah, so you yeah. went out to Philly. Okay, and that was with a bunch of your friends, yeah, uh, your peers, and then um, your longtime leader Isaiah, yeah, right, Isaiah, Isaiah and and Steph and and their family. Um, so you guys went out to Philadelphia. So can can you tell us a little bit about Philadelphia? The, the all all I know about Philadelphia is basically from what I've heard from you, but um, and, oh, and yeah. that one time we visited. Uh, for spring break trip last year when you were still in Philadelphia. Oh, that's right. So, that's right. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about like, what is it like? Um, what was your first impressions of that place? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I'm from New York, so that's my sort of standard of, of city. Like so you're like Philadelphia is a small little town. Yeah. So a little I, village. I showed up and I was like, Hmm, there's not much here. <laughs> is Just Chicago kidding. a city? Yeah, 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 barely, yeah, yeah it's barely yeah, a city. Yeah, yeah. Oh Chicago's my goodness. great, Chicago's great. <laughs> Anywho's, anywho, <laughs> just some New York pride right here. Mm -hmm. Yep, um, yeah, Philly, Philly, honestly, is is 
like nobody really thinks about Philly or like because it's 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 just kind of janky. I don't know. It's not the greatest city. It it like it's it's like dirty and like the especially the subways are super dirty. It it feel it just feels like it's in need of like repair. Mm. It just kind of feels rundown, like the city itself. Mm. It and is an old city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very old city. Yeah, so it's another word for historic. Mm. It's like rundown and janky. <laughs> It's, it's, this is also the um, Bay Area pride coming in. <laughs> yeah, <that's true>. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Mo- like modern California sensibilities yeah. with like yeah. New York magnitude and uh, magnificence. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and so then every other city is like <laughs> subpar for Genji. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. So those were your like initial impressions yeah. of Philly. Philly yeah, and, yeah. And like, how, so how, how did you like, because, you know, I, I feel like you have a lot of heart for Philly. Like, how did that change or what did you start yeah. learning about Philly? Yeah, it's actually, so it's interesting. It's actually very related to to that that observation of mm. that I just described it's because yeah. Philly went through a lot of um, this process called white flight mm. so um, basically I don't remember the exact like the years and um, the exact years but what happened was the sort of richer white population of Philadelphia they they moved outwards mm. they moved outwards into the suburbs so if you look at the the demographics of Philadelphia and its surrounding areas the this I mean there's there's like you know financial district which is wealthy um, but if you go immediately outside that, it's pretty poor. It's it's poor and, and pretty rundown. Um, and then you go slightly outside that, and it's like really dangerous and like really bad. And then you go slightly outside that, and then it's like rich white suburbs. Oh, interesting. Almost like kind of, like if you match like a Target yeah, sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah that's it. Kind of reminds. I mean, a lot of cities suffer from that. Yeah, you know, I think Chicago has its history of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that's why the South Side is you know considered the more. Um, know dangerous areas in some ways but then you you also see you know obama said in his in his book that chicago is the most segregated modern city in america Mm, right and like and and i think a lot of that had to do with that that same kind of you know what they call white flight but you know just just kind of people moving and kind of yeah and sort of the the way that it worked out with all the housing laws and things like that it was kind of messy right yeah so philadelphia definitely has maybe a history of that too yeah yeah so yeah but then i feel like i think um just as, as I was out there and, and we met with like different pastors and people and, and like, yeah, I think it's, it's sad. It's a sad picture, you know, white flight. And then, you know, what's also sad is that the churches, a lot of the churches also moved out, mm. you know, with the, with the, the sort of richer population out there too. So then there's just the sort of lack of churches, lack of um, Christians, I guess, mm. Christian presence in, in the city itself. Mm. Um, but then it's also a very like strategic place to do actually yeah so it's a it's a very strategic place to do ministry um um i think there's this crazy statistic that there within the 300 mile radius of philadelphia you can like one in five americans live in a 300 mile radius oh, of wow. philadelphia yeah so then if you can reach philly and kind of make that like a sort of hub and like a sort of church planting like base like you could reach a, a lot of america mm. which i think yeah as we're like starting up you know church in in philadelphia like oh like that that's that's kind of a cool vision to to think of like as we yeah as we start but you know it's just us so yeah that's really neat yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so what, what are some like so from that year that you were there like what were some some of the difficult moments and what were some of the exciting aspects of maybe like church plant life like starting up a church small team yeah like how, how big was your the so you were at, at the upenn campus i was at the upenn campus it yeah, was just 11 of us 11 of you yeah. okay so yeah so what was that experience like what was great about it and what was like the hard parts about it yeah yeah i mean first it was fun like it was a fun time like it was just you know small you know 11 of us and then 
Um, there were three teams that got sent out, and it was total about 30, I think 31 of us. Okay, and so 31 people in the city, yeah. three different teams on three different kind of sets of campuses. Right, Yeah. and um, and it was fun because we all lived in the same apartment building, one giant apartment complex, mm-hmm. and it was, it was it's like a, it's a full city block long. It takes about five minutes to go down the hallway. That's crazy. It's, it's yeah. crazy. It's huge, <laughs> um, and it was, it was fun. Like, we all lived in there, and so we rubbed lives together. We did things together. We did our first Costco run together. So um, I had a truck or I got a truck like during that time. And, and we literally filled up the truck during that Costco run. Cause we were like, you know, You're shopping for all the apartments, all the apartments. Yeah. Wow, all the apartments, $5,000, supplies, consumable, you know, household wow, goods from Costco. Like Ziplocs yeah. And yeah stuff Ziplocs, like that. Oh my God. Croissants and you know, <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of croissants. Normal, normal, <laughs> yeah, normal stuff, normal everyday stuff. The yeah. stuff you only experience when you're, when you're on a church. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's glorious. It was, it was awesome. We like touched it all in there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so it was fun. I think yeah. overall it was, it was fun. Um, and, um, I think, yeah, I guess, so that, that was, that was definitely a high, high point. Um, sort of the harder, one of the harder parts of that was, was just that it was so small. Um, I came from Berkeley church was a, which is a big church. Um, you know, like it just, it just feels like something I didn't realize while I was out there. It was just that like, there's such a strength from, from having so many people there. And then also having so many older people there, like mm-hmm. older people who have set the culture and, and have been faithful to ministry for so many years, like to see that, like there's, it's, it's not like a tangible, it's not something you could like feel like, but, but when they were like to not have those people there and just have a young team um, of, you know, 30 of us, but then, you know, on the, our campus, just 11, like, I felt I felt a lot of fear actually when I first went out there. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, like, are we gonna survive? Yeah, are we gonna survive? Like, really? <laughs> like, and then there was that, and then also like just the 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 burden of like being a gospel bearer, like being someone who like like I personally you know received the gospel, um, and now I'm following Jesus, and now I have this mission to bring the gospel to people. Like, that's my mission. Like, mm. not that not that I'm doing it alone, but like the fact that I have to like consider that my personal burden, you know, I think back in, in, in a bigger church, it was like, yeah, I'm going to like, everyone is going out to flyer at this time. You know, there's going to be like 15 to 20 of us. We're going to go out and we're going to flyer. And I'm going to be like, oh yeah, I'll do my part really well. I'm going to flyer hard. For you this. just show up. Uh, yeah. And you show up and you for a couple hours, boom, boom, boom. You yeah. do that thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, somehow people will get saved. But then like when it was just, you know, me and, or like just 11 of us and, um, Isaiah and Steph, they, they, they had to take care of their kids a lot of the time. So then, you know, like eight, nine of us and yeah, it felt, I, I just felt the, I felt a lot weaker and then I felt the burden of, yeah, of, you know, I need to personally respond to the great commission. I need to personally share the gospel with people. Yeah. Like, and if, if I'm not doing it, like who's going to do it? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. I feel that a lot more when it's a small yeah. team. Oh yeah. 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 So, um, were, are there any like stories from. Uh, kind of ministry there like like anything that comes to mind that you sort of cherish and like you, you know yeah. you would like to share with the audience yeah yeah i guess i guess like maybe just one one lesson i learned is that like it's it's okay to be fearful like actually it, it is fearful like yeah and it, it that fear i remember greg steer who's like this awesome evangelist but he shared that he actually always gets fearful whenever he goes out to, to share the gospel and i took a lot of comfort from that too like oh yeah i'm supposed to feel fearful, but it gives me a chance to depend on God and, and the Holy Spirit through prayer. Um, I remember one, one very key memory was it was in the summer and 
and I think we were talking about Greg Steer and like, you know, sharing the gospel, like during that time. And, and Isaiah was like, okay, so we're just going to all go out individually to the campus and we're just going to, for what you you have one hour and you just, you just pray and you try to meet someone, you try to share the gospel with them. Mm. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I remember I was wandering around for pretty much the entire hour, like mm. thinking like, like what on like really like just walk up to somebody and like share the gospel with them and so i was just praying that whole time like god like i'm afraid i'm afraid like what i do um wandering around like someone would pass by he's like wearing like looking down wearing headphones and i'm like oh do i do do i do i do i go talk to him (laughs) oh and then and then he he like walks by and i'm like oh i missed it dang it (laughs) yeah um and i i i remember like thinking like, oh man, like, what should I pray for? Like, what what should I like ask God to, to receive? And I remember thinking like, oh, it'd be cool to do like sports outreach because, you know, I like sports um, and to, to, to play sports, you know, it's like an easy, easy way to get to know people and, um, and maybe strike up conversation. But I was like, where, where on earth am I going to find, you know, I didn't have any sports equipment. Like, where am I going to play sports with people? And I was just walking around, walking around. And then I, I, I end up in front of a volleyball court. Oh, um, on campus and there were three people playing volleyball how do you how do you play volleyball with three people like it just doesn't work <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was like oh this is from god this like from must god be right it must be from god you're the fourth yeah i was the fourth because i mean there's there's a net so it was like yeah. one person on one side two yeah, another. Yeah, yeah. And so i joined i jumped in i joined i played for like 30 minutes and then they were like and then so we 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 played and then we sat down on the side turns out they were like um they were like doing like an exchange program kind of from 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 florida i believe or they're all from different places and so and then i just sat down with them and they were like oh hey like what's your name like where are you from why are you here um and and then they just asked me for my story and and then i just shared the gospel with all three of them wow i was like wow like uh, you know like that just and then i walked away from that like yeah that just happened like yeah yeah, yeah. wow like <laughs> god really answered my prayer like yeah. you know i felt i felt really like like man like god really cares about me he knows me and he he saw me in my my distress and he answered my prayer and yeah. I was like man like yeah I guess another it was another like wow such a mercy from God kind yeah, of moment right, right. yeah 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 and you know we you talked about fear and um you know and we talk about being bold right like yeah, oh yeah. gosh I, I I'm a fearful person I'm not bold but actually boldness is is acting despite your fear right it's, right it's right, like right. if you're not you know if if you're in a scary situation and you don't feel fear and you do it that's not boldness that's just right we call that crazy or <laughs> we have yeah. other words for that right yeah so, yeah, yeah yeah so yeah in, in some ways uh, because of our commitment to the gospel we get to experience maybe boldness and courage that we otherwise wouldn't have yeah in those moments when we actually yeah. try it and yeah. we obey so yeah, yeah that's, man, that's man. awesome um so uh, you know one of the things that i i've really loved about church plant life is just like i think i think the whole picture the beautiful picture of acts two right the acts two church like that's, I think in some ways you get to live that out very intimately, like on a small team. So, um, you, you know, we talked about yeah. the Costco, you know, that yeah. picture of yeah, yeah, $5,000 yeah. Costco run that, you know, you do all together. I mean, there's kind of funny things like that, but like, what are some other aspects of maybe like Acts 2 life that you got to experience in, in Philadelphia? Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, we did everything together. We kind of like we do here in Chicago, we worked, we telecommuted together every day. Um, but I think what was most probably memorable was just the, the fact that like we got to really be in each other's lives, I think that I, I didn't really experience that back at Berkeley. Um, like, you know, we're all in the same complex. We we're together like all the time. And especially like, 
like Isaiah and Steph and their two kids, um, Timo and Malachi, like we were with them like constantly. Mm. Right. And so we were, we were with them through life transitions. We were with them through like sicknesses, a lot of sicknesses, mm. like kids, kids getting sick, kids getting, getting adults sick. sick. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. One time Timo got Noro norovirus which is a yeah, really bad stomach flu well we're having a lot of stomach oh, problem sorry, things sorry, in, in our listeners <laughs> <laughs> but it is what it is you know <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's the reality of it's things just, it's just life yeah, yeah so then we were uh -huh. yeah he got all of us sick like anybody who even laid a finger on timo he got he oh got gosh sick. yeah yeah, yeah. noro's super contagious yeah, yeah yeah and it was it was it was it was such a week because like we all got sick during that week but then we had this big like outreach you know like like um we we're doing an apologetics booth like outreach like event that friday and we had been flying for like two weeks prior to that and like we're like oh man like what do we do like you know if you have noro like you can't you can't you yeah, can't you go can't present go yeah, yeah you're gonna get everyone there sick so yeah. so um yeah we were like man what do we do and like um and what happened was actually our team and the mainline team um which is yeah team reaching a different campus we we combined we combined forces and so whoever was whoever was free like whoever was was not safe sick. yeah not <laughs> sick like they all they 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 presented they did the talks for us um you know all the rest of us we were like you know we're, we huddled together and we were like praying for them and um yeah it was just a really sweet moment right there where yeah like cross team yeah like collaboration and and they like it, it felt like like almost like a scene from like band of brothers like oh yeah you 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 take the you take up the mantle you guys yeah, go yeah, and yeah. You, you you run this event and yeah you, yeah you you share you know the gospel with our students for us and yeah yeah it was a really sweet time right yeah that's awesome um so um maybe last question for you uh, before maybe we turn this around and you can ask me a couple but like what's what's just one lesson that you took away from church planting you know you got to do that yourself what what's something you learned about either you yourself or like the church or kind of ministry like you know what's one lesson my one lesson is that like yeah i think i think it's it's kind of um related to what i mentioned before but just that we there is the great commission right like we are like if you're a follower of jesus then you've received this great commission uh from jesus as well and like like as as a follower of christ like we are called to obey that great commission like each of us personally like we are we're not called to just kind of join like a cool exciting group and 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 just do what everyone else is doing but we all kind of have to wrestle with that reality that yeah you know what i follow jesus i've received the gospel and i've been told to guard that you know it's it's good deposit from god and now i can like that gospel that came to me has to now go to other people. Like I have a personal responsibility to share it with other people. And yeah, I think I didn't understand that. I didn't know that until, or I didn't really experience that until I went on a church plan. Yeah. So I think that was a really precious lesson from that year. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, do you have any um, time for the reverse Q and A? Do you have any questions that you want to ask me based on anything we talked about or just anything that comes to mind? Yeah. Well, I'm curious when I mean I'm I'm, I'm assuming you for sure have uh, had to learn that lesson at some point as well uh, having having been at Berkeley you know you you started going to Berkeley you came to our church at Berkeley and so you kind of know big church what big church feels like and mm. um I'm curious how you may have maybe maybe like was there a story of like how you learned that lesson about like seeing myself as a minister of the gospel exactly yeah yeah um 
Um, basically, I, th- I think how that worked out for me is, um, it's interestingly, I think it was through like difficulties I had uh, with like basically my relationship with my parents and kind of them challenging me. Like, the, you know, the, the, at that time in my life, I think first couple years out of college, they didn't really agree with how I was spending my time. Um, they really appreciated our church in terms of, you know, you know how, how the church ministered to me over the years. But kind of as I gave more of myself to ministry and uh, wanting to spend the resources that I have to love people, um, they would tell me like, hey, like you don't have to do that. Like you, you should just focus on your career. And um, there's plenty of other people who can do that, you know, who can do that ministry. And and that was a line I had heard before. And I, I think that that gave me an opportunity to okay, wait, is that right? Like, okay, so as long as ministry gets done by someone, it's all good. Like, and I can just be a church attender and. Um, and just, you know, just be okay with that. And so, and so because my parents were saying that to me, I think I had a chance to wrestle with that myself. And from what I could tell from scripture and, you know, like you were talking about the second Timothy verses, right. And also kind of like, we're supposed to entrust to faithful men who can entrust this to others also, right? Like it's, it's this picture that we get throughout the scriptures of like what you received, you're supposed to pass it on. Yeah. And, um, and, and so I think. So that that was, I think, one of the kind of early junctures where I had to start wrestling with that, and then and then I think for me, I just fell in love with it. Like, like, um, I I remember first couple of years out of college, I I felt so burdened by ministry in a way because I felt like it was so much responsibility. Like, because I think about my mentors and how much of an impact they had on my life. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not like sufficient for that task. You know, <laughs> like like I I don't know if I want that kind of responsibility over someone, right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. and, and, yeah. but then kind of growing into that role and, and, and the, as I saw people get saved and as I saw people take steps of faith, I think I just, I, I it's this experience of like, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing, Yeah, you know? And, and, and sort of what we were talking about earlier with the whole startup thing. And, you know, we, we yeah. might've given ourselves to these other things, but now like I have this greater thing to, yeah. to give myself to. So. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty awesome that like, I guess you, that was really clear for you. Like, wow, these, these people who share the gospel with me, they really loved me. And now I have to, I got to do the same. Like it's, yeah. it's my kind of my job. Yeah. And, and yeah. my issue was like, gosh, like, I don't know if I'm up to that task, which I wasn't. <laughs> we had to grow <laughs> yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So. Who is sufficient for, for this for, task, yeah, right? For tasks such as these. Yeah. 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 Anything else? Let's see. Mm. One more maybe. Yeah. Maybe what were, what were some of the most exciting awesome fun etc pictures from when you first came to chicago of what that was like maybe that was your, that was your first church plant mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah yeah so what was that like i guess like um exciting memories or exciting memories yeah exciting oh, okay. memories from early like when you first moved to chicago and your first experience of church plant life oh okay um well okay uh, i think a lasting memory for me will be it's similar to what you were saying but um early on we uh bunch of us lived in the same apartment complex. Okay. And so, um, like I had never experienced something like that before. I mean, uh, so actually in Alameda, I lived in the same apartment complex as like Kevin and Emily. Oh, okay. um, so, yeah, you yeah, know, so yeah. we're used to that, but then we were not in the same ministry group. And so I felt like uh, th- this felt different because not only do I, are you my neighbor and like, you know, we, we related as friends, but like we're neighbors and we're part of the same ministry team. So we do like everything together. Yeah. Um, and, and I remember like Leishan and Stella, they lived in the same building as us and, 
and that was really really like i mean they were a huge strength to us because you know they would always just join us for different things or we're going outside for a walk or whatever and like they'd come with us or you know mm. we're going somewhere they'd come help us with our kids and, and things like that so i think i think just a picture of like doing life together i think that that's a lasting picture that will yeah. uh, that i will have um and then i think we took a lot of trips our, our, our team has taken a lot of trips over the years and I just have like literal pictures in mind um, of like, for example, like our first staff trip when we moved that was to Milwaukee. Oh, so Milwaukee yeah. will have that special place in my heart always. And uh, we went on those um, Surrey bike, Surrey bike things where you can put like six people on a bike. And this was like when Emma was one year old and she would put her in the little basket in the front. Yeah. And she was, she was not happy. And she hated like hats back then and we had to put a helmet on her and she was like crying and she was like shrieking the entire time. And then I think she got tired out. So she knocked out. And so we had this picture of her like, like completely knocked out, just like hanging off the side of the Surrey as we're riding. And so I think there's a literal picture in my mind. And but I think what that represents is sort of, uh, you know, us as a family experiencing just life and shared memories together. Yeah. And yeah, that I, mean, I think yeah. that fuel our relationships, which then enables us to have the strength to go out and and carry out the mission that we came here for. So yeah, 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 amen. Yeah, such uh, precious memories. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for today. Um, All right. Thanks, Genji, for uh, coming on. And uh, we'll have you back on soon if you want. So. Oh, I see. All right. All right. All right. Sounds oh. good. Nice. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining for another episode of D-Pod. As usual, um, if you have any questions or suggestions, leave it in the form. Um, that's it. See ya.